everybody. This is Greg Refner on the Abstract Podcast, and today's topic is how to be an effective storyteller. Um, we have Larry Long with us, and um, Larry, I'm not going to steal your thunder because I think what you're about to kind of go off and venture off and do is pretty exciting. So please introduce yourself and uh, please tell us about uh, kind of where your career is going. Come on now. Well, thank you for having me, Greg. Happy to be here. Larry Long Jr. And uh, I'm now a full-time keynote motivational speaker, a sales coach, uh, as well as a, a, a an impending author. I can't even spit it out. I'm excited, but super excited to be able to help sales professionals, business professionals with uh, sales. So happy to be here. That, that's awesome. Well, I think... Um... I think that, that's kind of a, a nice segue to the first thing I want to talk about, which is uh, congratulations on being named six, Salesforce's top 16 sales influencers. Um, was it a surprise to you to kind of to get that recognition from arguably kind of the number one brand in sales? It, it definitely was. I mean, to be recognized with 15 absolute all-stars. And uh, I mean, let's keep it real, Greg. I'm, I'm just little Larry Long Jr. from Nebraska, from Illinois, from, from Tuscaloosa, Alabama, from Coatesville, Pennsylvania, from Maryland, and now North Kakalaki. I mean, who am I? But for them to recognize me, it really meant so much. And it was definitely meaningful. I appreciate it. I still have to pinch myself. Oh, I need to wake <laughs> up from this dream because it's a uh, it's an absolutely awesome just recognition, absolute awesome honor. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, those honors are bestowed upon people that often – maybe don't necessarily strive to achieve that recognition. And I think that all, some, most of the time makes it almost more meaningful. And, uh, you know, in getting to know you, you don't strike me as the type of person that actively goes out and tries to get that recognition. So again, you know, congratulations on just kind of putting your message out there enough to the point where, you know, someone like Salesforce recognizes what you're doing. So it's, it's awesome. Super excited. I appreciate it. And to that point, my goal at the start of 2021, really how I, I was measuring success was being able to positively impact 1,000 individuals, 1,000 people uh, in a positive way. And essentially, I was measuring that by folks telling me, hey, Larry, that was impactful. Hey, Larry, your words encouraged me. And, uh, and we're keeping track. We're in sales, so we, we got the scoreboard. I got to bring in Ernst & Young in order to audit the uh, results. But last time I looked, we were ahead of pace. And actually, I had to revise it because 1,000, that's 83.3 per month. And I've yet to meet a point third of a person. So essentially now it's 85 per month, which is 1,020. And now that I'm focused on this full time, I think we're going to have to recalculate and adjust our goal and adjust that number up. It's going to be a BHAG. Right now, I think we're looking at 3,000, but don't tell nobody else. Okay. All right. Well, how many are you at for the month of May so far? Oh, my goodness. I, I've got to recalculate it. It's not, we don't keep it in real time. It's still, we're still balling on a budget. We got to get some <laughs> uh, systems in place to help us keep track, but we're, we're, we're on our way. Got it. Okay. Well, um, so we're going to add one to that because since I met you, I think my energy um, level threshold has increased by about 10%. So go ahead and add one to your May tally and we'll count it as myself. Uh, Appreciate So I love that. So um, the main reason I want to chat with you today is something that stood out in kind of the piece about the your little write-up in the, the sales influencer um, piece. And that was kind of your focus on storytelling. 
Um, why, why is that such an important topic for you? I mean, you got everybody in the world paying attention to that article. You chose to talk about kind of storytelling. Why? Come on now, Greg, because it's that important. I can talk to you all day until, for me, purple in the face, for you until you're red in the face <laughs> about how great, oh, we're the best at this, we're the best at that. Everyone says that. And essentially, that's refutable. Ah, you're the best service provider. You're the best product. Yeah, sure. But when you tell a story, and you said storytelling, I say story selling. When you tell a story, it now becomes real. You're now painting a picture, and it really... It, it, it can touch people in places that really get them to move. And that's what we're trying to do is we're trying to shake people to actually take action. We want people to stop doing what they've been doing and to pay attention to us because we've got something of value. Well, when you paint that picture with a story, now people all of a sudden they can picture it. It's kind of like Picasso. Uh, I really believe that story selling, storytelling is, is paramount to success, not just in sales, but success in life. You think about it, the most engaging, some of the most successful folks, not all, but they're very good storytellers. They're able to set the stage. They're able to describe what was going on. And from a sales perspective, if I can relate the story and tie it into something that I know is near and dear to you, Woo! I now have a much increased chance. And my man, JJ Walker said it best, dynamite. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And so when you tap into that, um, you, you elicit an emotional connection, right? Like you're getting to the, uh, the emotional component. And when you start tapping into that emotional component, it taps into a different brain that's removed from the logical part of the brain. And so often in sales, we focus so much on logical, like, hey, we will save you X amount of dollars or help you make X more amount of dollars. But we forget that buyers are inside out, emotional first, then logical. And we kind of skip that part. So stories tap into that emotional part. Um, so 100% so, agree with So you true. That. And I don't care if your listeners are B2B. I don't care if they're B2C. We're all P2P. We're in people to people. We're in the people business. And as you yeah. said, people are emotional. They buy on emotional decisions and they use the data to rationalize it. But essentially, yeah. if I can create a story, if I can really paint a picture that, that's relevant and really it, it, it touches you here, it starts with the heart and then it goes to the brain, then it goes to the mouth, then it goes to the action. And we're trying to, we, we've got to take that journey all the way along and we've got to paint that picture to get people to move along with us with the way that we want to go and giving, giving the microphone. I, I love my gold mic, but when we give <laughs> the mic to someone else and we ask them to tell us a story, now it's even more powerful. When we talk to our clients, we ask them to tell the story of, hey, what was life like before we started working together? Okay, yeah, that was, that was pretty bad. What's life like now? Now you're talking my language. Now people can get it. They're like, oh, wow. I'm that before. That's me. Oh, the after. I want that to be me. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Absolutely. Emotional. Going back to the emotional side of things. So um, so our, our listeners here at Abstract, our target market, mainly SDRs, SDR leaders, sales enablement that helps SDRs. Um, and so I want to focus on that a little bit specific to, to storytelling. And so as I've grown in my career, Larry, 
Um, I've had the opportunity to lead SDR teams. And um, one of the things I consistently get pushback around is like, hey, I'm cold calling. I don't have time to tell a story. I got to get right to the point. Um, what would you say to that? What would be your objection handling technique for that? Yeah, I would say you you don't you can't afford not to tell stories. Now in a cold call, yeah, we got to use common sense, but essentially I still want to be relevant. I still want to be relatable. And it's, it's very easy to say, Hey, Greg, I was talking to John who's just like you who's right down the road in Arizona and John and I were speaking about this challenge. Hey, have you faced that at all? Now I'm, I'm able to relate that. Now I'm starting the story. I'm giving you the intro and I'm trying to pique your interest. And from there, it's either, hey, tell me more or I pity the fool, head to the knob. It's all good. <laughs> now I'm good in the hood. Last place I want to be is maybe not. Oh, either you're in or you're out. But essentially for that, it, it's an excuse for lead generation, SDR, BDR. I don't have time to tell a story. Come on now. Have you tried it? Have you tested it? What were the results? Have you given it a fair, a good college try? I think is what they call it. A lot of times we just go in with assumptions. Did you really give it a good college try? Or did you go in saying, this ain't gonna work. That guy doesn't know what the heck he's talking about. Come on now. If you give it a real good college try, I would imagine that you're going to see increased results. And if not, come on, come on back and talk to me. Let's figure out what's going on. Because once again, it's not necessarily what you say, but it's also how you say it. Are you engaging? Are you entertaining? Are you able to make the match and connect the dots, help the, the prospect connect the dots for what your purpose is? Can they figure out what the value is to them? Because it's my favorite radio station. Whiff them, W-I-I-F-M. That's what everyone cares about. What's in it for me if you're tuned in on your FM dial? It's not on Spotify and it's not even on Pandora but it's on the old school FM signal. I'm, I'm just laughing. Hold on. <laughs> I gotta, gotta, gotta bite my tongue a second here. Um, compose myself. Uh, Cause I've never heard that before. Um, okay. We'll come back to that here in a little bit. Um, okay. So what you just said something to me, Larry, you said, you know, have you given it the try? Have you given it the college try? Um, are you assuming it doesn't work? So, Great. Okay. But as a new college grad coming in, trying to get into sales, um, what are you doing as a manager to teach me how to tell stories? Like um, I've been through a handful of training onboarding classes in my sales career. Not a single one of them talks about how to tell stories. Um, like why, why are we doing that? Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we can put it all on the manager and, and the manager should be leading, but I, I should not be eating fried chicken, but it's about to be KFC bow time tonight. <laughs> we all know what we should be doing, but it doesn't happen. As a sales professional, fresh out of college, you've got the learning still going on in your brain. Your best friend should be Google. And if you go and Google storytelling in sales, you'll find a ton of resources. Now, what you're going to do about it? Now you got to get into those resources and you've got to make it yours. I'll give you a, a great place to start. Your current clients having a conversation, having a dialogue. So Brenda, you've been with us for a year. Why? Why did you end up joining us? 
Why did you end up going with us? Who else were you exploring? Walk me through your process of how you accomplished this before we came on the scene. And then you've got to shh, listen and take notes and ask more questions. You've got to be curious. So Brenda, why was that? Whose decision was that? What were the results? What have been the results since you made the switch? If you could go back, what would you do differently? Hey, Brenda, let me check your pulse. What's on your mind right now? What keeps you up at night? Uh, what's holding you back from whatever it is? And now I've got those stories built in. So Greg, I spoke with Brenda and what she shared with me is her top three opportunity areas. Some people call them weaknesses, but opportunity areas are this, this, and this. Does that resonate with you? I thought so, because I've done my research and I'm now, there's a saying, show me that you know me. And that's the best way, your current existing clients. Another one is prospects that decided not to move forward with you. A lot of times we look at them, ah, oh, they don't know what they're doing. Well, chances are they do. People are smart. I'm curious, Greg, why did you decide not to move forward with us? Did you go with someone else? Did you decide just not to do anything? Hey, let me, on a scale of one to 10, how painful is the problem that you have? You shared that you had a problem. How painful is it? What are some of those other priorities? Now we're formulating our own stories. And then I'll give you a third one. The veterans of the team. I want to talk to you and hear some of your stories. Talk to me now. Now your stories become my stories. And now all of a sudden, I might be two months in, but I've got two years worth of stories that I'm able to repurpose. And I'm not going to lie. I believe in integrity without compromise, but I can share with my prospects, hey, my colleague was telling me this, dot, dot, dot. I like that. So bringing that kind of back to the first thing we talked about, be your own coach, right? Like don't rely on anybody else for your own success, right? I think that's just an overarching theme in life that we should all be, that we should all be kind of following. Um, I, I threw out an acronym. My dad didn't know the other day. I said GTS. And he was like, what is GTS? Do you know what GTS stands for Larry? Nah, I know what GSD stands for, but HR is in the house. So I'm going <laughs> to. So GTS is Google that shit. Um, so next time that you, uh, that, you know, you need an answer to something GTS, Google that shit. Um, and then talk to your customers, right? We have resources at our fingertips. Like don't wait on anybody to teach you how to tell stories, go find out how to tell them and then go to your customers to find out what their stories are. So, Hey, Greg, it's amazing. We're, we're in, we're in what I believe to be the best uh, industry, the best career path possible as sales professionals. But the key there is professional. When you look at other professionals, they do continuing professional education. In sales, what do we do? Uh, we do onboarding, never to learn again unless we take it in our own hands. Some yeah. organizations do an excellent job, but once again, what you gonna do with it? If they give you the resource, now you've gotta put it into action. If they don't give you the resource, you got to go ahead and operate as your own professional. Even though I get a paycheck from my organization, I'm running LLJR, Larry Long Jr., LLC. I'm running my business. So it doesn't matter if they don't provide it to me, I'm going to FITFO. Figure it the F out. Figure it the freak out. And then I'm going to FIDO. I got some acronyms for you. We're going to F it and drive on because we're all going to get hit with the obstacles. I need folks that find a way over them. 
Find a way under him. Find a way around him. And if you have to, kapowie. Find a way right through it. Fido. Not the name of my dog. I told you. I'm afraid of dogs. They like dark meat. But we're going to Fido in, in most of these situations that don't go our way. Uh, we should maybe change the, the topic of this podcast to uh, – um, I don't, I don't even know what to say right now. Uh, I'll, I'll call it TLAs and FLAs, three-letter acronyms and four-letter acronyms. I got, I got some on my sleeve. Come on now. I, I, think I, got like, epic, I got tons of them. We should like the, the best sales acronyms to use or something like that. Cause um, that's uh we got with them. Um, <laughs> one of those moments where I wish we edited our podcast. Cause I needed just a moment to compose myself. <laughs> it's all good, man. We're having a blast. Uh, I can't speak for you, but I'm having a blast. <laughs> I'm, I'm having a blast. This has been fun. Um, so let's say, you know, I'm a rep, okay? And I'm finding success telling stories, right? Um, and I'm, I'm trying to get my manager to buy into the, the idea of like, hey, you know, I think we should be doing this as a company, right? Um, I hate the, the idea of like managing up or coaching up, but it's the reality sometimes of the world we live in. So what do you think I could do if I'm an SDR, I'm finding success with this? Like, what are some of the, like, how do I measure maybe my success in telling stories so that I can bring objective quantifiable data to my team to get them to buy into this idea? Yeah, it's all about data. And I mean, data can be skewed. You can tell a story with the data. You can tell any story you want with the data. But essentially, let's try to be as objective as we can. And I'm a big fan of having a stories repository. Uh, I know at my previous employer, we had one with the University of Iowa. And some of the things that their football program, were they, they were doing from a fundraising standpoint, being able to share that story with real numbers, people's eyes and their ears started to perk up. They said, hold on, how much were they able to raise? Tell me more. So essentially being able to show that, hey, this Iowa fundraising story led to these three programs coming on board and at least listening to what we had. So essentially, if you document the data and you share the data, if your leadership is not open to it, uh-oh, you might want to look. You, you might want to take your talents to South Beach. You ain't heard that from me. But essentially, if you're able to show and prove and your leadership doesn't, they're not open to it, go ahead and share. Sharing is caring. Share with your colleagues. Let them know how you're having success. But make sure you're having success. If you're going and you're talking this, talking that, and we're looking at the numbers and you're low on the leaderboard, uh-oh, that's not, that's not a good story to tell. That might be, you might be telling a different story in that book might be closing, grand opening, grand closing. So let's keep it real. We all want to do better. Just make sure that you're actually producing the results that are desired. I love that. Well, I got a couple big takeaways, Larry, from our time together today, uh, aside from about uh, 27 different acronyms that I now need to make sure I have um, embedded in my brain to use on a regular basis. But really, um, I think number one is to remember that stories kind of tie into emotion and emotion ultimately drives behavior. And then people use logic to justify their emotion. And this doesn't have to be something that takes an hour long demo, three month long sales cycle. Like if you show me that, you know, me by being able to understand relevant customer stories, you can do this very, very quickly 
in like a cold call scenario, right? Um, it doesn't have to be a long drawn out process. And it ultimately comes down and stems from the fact that um, what are you doing as a sales professional to actually understand how to deploy those customer stories and how to go find them yourself? Um, you know, so true. Here, here goes a quick hack. We're on Zoom right now. Hop on Zoom with a client, record it, and just start asking questions. Now, if you're, if you're handy, you can clip it up. Pretty much, hey, talk to me about why you made the change. Boop, that's a clip that you can now use. Hey, prospect, Mr. or Mrs. Prospect, instead of you taking it from the horse's mouth, why don't you hear from someone that's just like you what their reasoning was? Now it becomes real. It's like, oh, I can relate. Now, oh, just give me the light. I can see clearly now exactly what it is that you do for people like me. I love that. I love that. It's almost like a video testimonial case study type thing. Love that. Awesome. Well, Larry, um, I know you got some things brewing in your pipeline. Your career's taken off. If anybody wants to get a hold of you, learn more about what you're doing, what's the best way to get a hold of Larry Long Jr.? Yeah, best way is LinkedIn. Larry Long Jr. I got a smile for a mile. You can't miss me. I'm happy to help reach out, put a little customized note in there. Please do not hesitate to connect, to follow, and let me know what I can do to help you. Love it. Well, I appreciate your time today, Larry. This has been awesome. Um, again, I think uh, you're going to see that 3,000 far surpassed by the time our listeners are done listening to this podcast. And um, if there's ever anything we can do for you, please don't hesitate to let us know. I appreciate so it, Greg. My pleasure. Bye.